tool of intelligence. This is again, we're in the drive run testing phase. So as you see us uh, do more and more, we're gonna get more and more technological with this, more advanced with it. But uh, you get to see us in our infancy as we grow with this. Um, again, we got our, our main man over here, Rod, Dr. Rod Singleton, ER physician, mm -hmm. uh, Charles Sherrod Jr., our amazing tech, Damon Parrish Esquire, <laughs> the criminal defense attorney extraordinaire, and myself, Brennan Dunn. Uh, so why don't we just jump right into it? So the first thing I want to talk about, we and we're going to be heavy, and then we're going to be light. We're going to start off with the heavy on this one. Immigration been a big issue uh, for the last several years. Well, I mean, it's always an issue, uh, but it's been a hot topic here lately in terms of children of illegal immig immigrants and how they're being treated, uh, as well as the illegal immigrants themselves. Uh, in case some of you don't know, um, these children are being held at, literally in cages. Um, in detention facilities. So a lot of people are saying, you know, well, look, if, if you came over here illegally with your children, then you get what, what, you, what you're supposed to get, that there are consequences for those actions. So you, all you're doing is meeting your consequences. There are other people saying like, look, these are children. You know, should, should we separate, one, should we separate children's demise from the parents' demise? And if you do so, how do you separate them without separating them from their parents? Furthermore, the treatment of the children. Should they be in, in cages? Should they be in hotel rooms? What do we do about them? How do we fix this issue? So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real, t there's, no, there's no easy answer to this because I was really thinking about it. It's not just like, hey, clear cut. Why don't we just put them with their parents? Well, putting them with their parents might cause issues. Um, I just don't know what to do with, about the situation. What do y'all think? Who wants to go first? Yeah. I'll do it. All right, so... Uh, one of the first things to, to look into with this is what has been the policy in the past. I mean, it's, it's hot right now that we're talking about this, but what was done during Obama's administration or previous, I don't know. But what I will say is this, under immigration law, your first time coming, your first time coming to the country illegally is not a criminal offense. It's a deportable offense, but it's not criminal. So you would get detained in an immigration facility, have a hearing, and then get deported back. But that in and of itself is not criminal. What becomes criminal is when you enter the country again, and it's called entering uh, EWI, entering without uh, authorization. When you enter the country again, that act of entering the country again makes it criminal. So I would say the first separate those per persons who come for the first time and whose actions thus are not criminal but illegal, so still deportable, versus a criminal. Because if they're not criminal but illegal and being deported, then they should stay with their family. I don't, I don't see why they can't stay with their family. If they are criminal, and then you have to go through the criminal process and a totally different ballgame. But for the sake of the discussion, can we just simplify it and just assume that it's just a crime? You know, because I think that kind of that kind of muddies the water a little bit. Well, no, but the, the water is muddy. I mean, if, yeah. if I simplify it to what's not, I can't, we can't provide a correct analysis as to what to do. Because it, truthfully, a lot of these people are coming are coming for the first time, and so their actions aren't criminal. They, their actions are civilly wrong and deportable, but not criminal. Okay. So... Would it matter? I mean, yeah, I mean, because so I mean, would, would your answer to the question change based on whether or not they were being held civilly or criminally? Would your answer to whether or not they should be separated? I mean, what's the what's change. the purpose in separating? What's the purpose of separating them in the first place? Right. I mean, people people want to know that. That's the that's the overarching itch, issue. Not only are they caged up, but they're caged up by themselves. They don't even have their parents with them. They they are literally saying, "Hey, uh, come with me. We're going to give your child a bath." Never to be seen from again. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, it, it's a wrong thing to do. I don't advocate. I can't say I advocate taking care of my parents. Every situation is different. In this one, I don't quite know. I mean, it, it's it's hard to answer that question because as a lawyer, I look at it from the criminal, from the legal aspect to say it's what the law says. But as a father and a human, I'm saying no. So if I answer the question as a human and as a father and as a man, I would say no. In this circumstance, they should not be separated because this, to me, should not be a crime. Um, and so I would say it should be together, but if I look at it under the, under the lens as a lawyer at the law, well, it's a different answer. Does, does anyone know that they separate men and women also? <laughs> no. They don't? But, no. But here's so the they, keep, they keep families, they keep, so husband and wife going together. They keep actually, the husband I, I and wife going together. I don't think they actually separate. Yeah, I don't know the specifics. So they separate they separate person everybody. involved. So they have a women's detention center, children's detention center. Right, and then. But I think I think the the overarching reason why this is uh, inside of the eye of so many people is not because of all that nuance. It's because 
of the separation issue. And I think we have to be aware of the fact that some of this may be a little sensationalism, right? Because we don't know what the conditions are in these, these places. And a lot, in addition, it seems like we, we, we pick and choose with issues that we want to take up and like take up, you know, because this is separation of families is an untoward or unintended consequences of enforcement of a lot of federal laws. If you think about things like the, the drug law, you know, black black and other minority families for 40 years now under the guise of the you know the war on drugs have been separated from their families for 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 offenses that we all know is you know not amoral in in and of itself, right? So you know, while I am you know sympathetic to this crisis. I feel that there's a little bit of hypocrisy in it that you know we've jumped on this bandwagon so quickly with a paucity of facts available to us and other issues that affect our community in a similar way and not even similar even more so than this we don't give the same attention to and that's just that's that's my that's my one little thing that's that's been you know what do you mean we don't give attention to we give attention to black issues no this isn't just a black issue maybe I must not understand it so black people give issue to black issues but black people also we are very we are very loving, humane people. So whenever there's an issue with any other protected group, we are we are sometimes the standard bearers for those people speaking out against that uh, that 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 issue. Right? Maybe it's because we've I, been there, though. Yeah, yeah, understandably. But this is what I'm saying. You look at all these these bleeding heart liberals talking about you know crying their hearts out for the kids that are getting separated from people who committed federal crimes. This this is a let's be clear. You know, as much as we hate to see families separated, these people are committing federal offenses, and the consequences of committing federal offenses. Is you have to answer to the law, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying children. that. I'm not saying no. Well, you, you, so, the, so, the so, so, do the parents of convicted drug criminals when they go to the feds, do they get to take their kids with them? The parents of convicted uh, drug criminals go to prison. The children don't go to prison along with them, and that's that's the issue. You you can't you can't conflate those two issues and act like they are the same thing. That's a, that the comparison is an erroneous comparison because people that go to jail for criminal acts. Uh, it, for for regular statutory criminal acts, the children regular are, statutory criminal the, yes, a regular statutory well, domestic well, versus but you gotta, versus you gotta uh, think about this, immigration this issue. Is, this is this, like, this is like being, well, but but they're being held right. So due process in that case is not like most regular Americans. If you went to jail tomorrow and you couldn't see your son, you would have a chance to see a judge, bond out if you had the money, go back, spend time with your family, go through the the entire court process, due process. If you got convicted, then you would be able to prepare and go to jail. I but if you got arrested and there was no recourse and it was you in here, right. and we got your son with you, your son's in here until we figure out what and, to do. Yeah, with I you. agree with I trust. Right? There's, there's the problem. I mean, it's a and it's let's, let's, be, let's be clear. We're, we're this, isn't about, this isn't about the issue of the parents doing something wrong. This is the issue of how they're treating the children who have who have no say, who haven't actually been the ones to commit the crimes. You're you're punishing them. For the actions of so what is this? What is this? Because I don't separate, think so. Because it's, it's, you're attacking on both fronts, and I understand what Rod's saying, and I sympathize with it. I, I don't think Rod is uh, advocating um, the abuse of these children in this way. I just think he's saying, where was this outcry when it was happening to other communities for other silly reasons? Uh, I think if I'm wrong, I'm no, that, no, that's, that's, that's exactly my point. I agree that yeah, due yeah, process there was is an issue. Fairness is a different thing. Which outcry are we talking about? Because people are always outcrying. Certain people for have everything, right? I mean, so you can't say that, oh, no one's outcrying for black issues because they are. It's just a matter of, I mean, we, black issues are, are in the media. They're popularized. We argue about them all the time. This may not be the issue that's near and dear to your heart, but it's certainly an issue that's pervasive in America right now that needs to be addressed oh. along with the other issues that we currently address. So you can honestly say that all these bleeding heart white liberals have, have, have commensurate outrage for, for black issues. I'm, I'm not a white liberal, so I can't. You, speak you're an observer, though, right? I can't so you can speak on that. I, I definitely, I definitely do believe that some of the same ones that are out here fighting for immigration are also the same ones who fought for civil rights. So yes, we're not talking about past things. We're talking about a crisis. Okay, who are fighting for civil rights? Then, if, if that makes you feel a little bit more heartfelt. So, I, I think you're you're you're, you're muddying my point because my point is not that I agree well, with I'm Chuck. It up. No, I agree with Chuck. I agree with the point you made. I agree this is a crisis. It's something that we need to resolve. I'm just saying, in addition to that, I segue to another point, which is that I feel some kind of way about the fact that it seems hypocritical to me that, you know, there's another group of people, groups of people who are affected in far vast numbers than the immigrants who are coming over to this country right now, although it is a crisis. But these same people are not giving, they're not as vociferous 
you know, advocating for our rights. How do you know that? I though? know that. Look at yeah, how do you know that, that though? That, that argument. So that argument. I, if that I'm argument. fighting for, hold on, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish. I apologize, but if I'm as a lawyer, if I'm fighting for immigration rights, I also fight for uh, uh, black people's uh, c community rights, civil rights. I'm a civil rights activist. Uh, in my own regard, within the city of Houston, that does not just because I do one does not subsume that I don't do the other one. So you can't, you can't. You're missing the point again. We, we, and black people do a very good job of standing up for other people and their issues. I know I, white people that do the same. Yes, thing, of though. course you do. I'm talking about in mass. I'm talking about the optics of it. When I you can't look, worry about it. When you turn on that. CNN, do you see them talking about the 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 the, the, the forty years that we've been subjugated to these? Draconian federal laws. Some of them, yes. Yeah, some of them do. But everybody, do has, everybody has their platform and issue. Listen, though, when right? it's the LGBTs that have an issue, when it's the immigrants that have an issue, when it's the Jews that have an issue, or any other protected groups, everybody is, you know. Untrue. Because some of the same people that are talking about gay rights are not uh, fighting for immigration rights. Some of the people that are talking about women's rights are not fighting for gay rights. You can rights. find an exception to every rule, but, but I'm talking about point. in aggregate, though. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, well, I, I think that, well, number one, your argument, the, the same thing takes place, right? We can't get caught up into this, well, what about, right? There's nuance to this. It's not binary. Like, just because people are looking at this one thing doesn't mean that they can't look at multiple things at one time. That's one thing. But the other thing is, let's, let's not act like this doesn't play well, right? If I'm CNN, if I'm MSNBC showing... No matter which side of the argument you're on, children being taken away from their parents is a big story. It's something that people gravitate to is why we're talking about it. But it's a complicated issue. To break down the question, you know, the original question, I just think if you're going to detain people in that way and you have facilities to detain people, there is a way that you could probably keep those children, if not with their parents, close to their parents, allow them to have some type of contact, allow them to understand that their parents are not gone right because you like you said if you tell somebody oh we're going to take the kid take a shower and you never see him again like that's that's the part that goes beyond the simple we're enforcing the rules and goes to being something that's that's really cruel to me yeah. right and, and that, I personally, that's the cruelty part that i i think is is terrible and i think that's why so many people are looking at it and calling it what it is because it it's it's unfathomable to me as a father to be like okay maybe i did something wrong and i'll take that consequence but like for you to do something to my child and be like, ah, you, you have no recourse, nothing you can do about it. That's kind of that's, that's well, fucked I, up. To me. I agree with you, and, and I think that the world is filled with banana peels and slippery slopes. And when you talk about this type of issue, when you talk about the way we deal with the humanity of this issue, all it takes is for you to be silent a couple more times before it finally affects somebody like you in another minority community. You know, so so part of the issue that I have here is that. When we, when we look at something like this, the more, the less we vocalize the, the wrong that's done, the more the people who are empowered to do that kind of subjugation feel strongly, you know what, I can take it a little bit further. I can do a little bit more. Because, I mean, this is the same, this is the same country that was built on illegal immigration. This is the same country that, that, that came in murdering people saying, you know what, we're going to take this land. That's probably why they're so scared of the illegal immigrants coming in now because they're like, ooh, we've seen how this chapter rolled out for us. We don't want them doing to us what we did to them. Um, you know, and, and maybe that's part of the fear well, for them. But, you know, as we as we walk into this, this new era of humanity and, and civil rights, it's hard not to, 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 to see the hypocrisy. And, and you talked about the hypocrisy. It's hard not to see the hypocrisy in what they're doing but if we're silent on it, I don't care what white white liberals are talking about. If it's an issue that that can affect me eventually, then I'm going to continue to fight for it. We all speak well, up against it. I think we all in, I yeah. think we all on one accord. Uh, we got. Are we gonna move. Let yeah, me get yeah. the last point. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I think this goes back to something we talked about with this administration last week, and this is another thing that I think may be on purpose. Because if you're talking about the symptoms, you're not talking about the disease, and that's whether or not the immigration policies as they exist now are right. Remember, for a long time, that's what people were talking about is the policies themselves, whether or not we should be, you know, having a Muslim ban, whether or not we should be, you know, how immigration should be handled, the, the very getting down to, to the nuts and bolts of the law itself versus now we're just looking at, we've gone past whether or not they should even be in those detention centers to just, oh, look at the kids. And that may be something that this administration has, is doing because now the news is not about 
really looking at immigration policy. It's just looking at that one piece. So, or, it, or to add, it to could that, be orchestrated. To add to that, it actually could be not at all about that. I mean, it could be the same idea, and that it's a distraction from something else in general. Mm-hmm. He just met with uh, they had Global G eight. Oh, I think that was G eight. Uh, G seven. Huh? Who, who knows what came out of that? I mean, really, immigration policy is controlled by Congress and the president. We can protest. Not much we can do about it. Um, so it could be a distraction for something totally different. There may be something totally different going on that we just have no idea about because we're focused on this one issue. It's interesting to talk about the government and things that we have no idea about because you just put me up on game a little earlier today about um, Space Force. Space Force, go to coast. Space Force. <laughs> so your president has, uh, <laughs> has, has, has instituted or has made a proclamation for a new branch of the military. Separate but equal. <laughs> We're going to get to that portion. A uh, new branch of the military called the Space Force. So you've got uh, the, the Army, you've got the Marines, you've got the Navy, you've got the Air Force. The Coast Guard during times of war. We, we, won't, we will not forget about the Coast Guard. Uh, the Coast Guard, and now you have the Space Force. It's a whack name. It, it is terrible. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, can you, is, it, is it really terrible though? Because you've got Air Force in the air, you got space, space force. I don't know what, what else would you call them, starship troopers. Right. I mean, is I, mean I don't know. Pretty, pretty but, uh, but he also said, as Damon uh, alluded to, he called this new, <laughs> new branch of the of the of the military forces separate but equal to the air force. I, I feel like somebody told him, hey. Don't, don't steal my fire, bro. <laughs> See, that's why, that's no, why I don't like to no, talk no, to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, say what you, I knew you were going to do that. I was waiting to see if you did it. Go, go ahead and say what you want to say. No, go ahead. No, no, my, my, my African king. No, nah, go ahead, man. <laughs> what you, what you, what you, 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 you witnessed that, right? Uh, yeah. So what I'll tell you this before you steal his thunder or you reclaim your thunder. <laughs> he uh, doesn't even know what I was about to yeah, say. There are actually five branches of the military. It's Coast Guard, Army, Navy, Air Force. And then the other one, I mean, fourth, the other one would be... Space Force. The Marines are a subset of the Navy. The Navy. That's absolutely right. You paid that Just trip. FY. Word. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> it's interesting that he would use separate but equal. I don't think he used the language. I mean, you don't think he used it. He, he, he said it. No, no, no. Verbatim in his I believe he delivered the language. What I'm saying is, I think that someone in his administration, one of his advisors, is trolling us. I do not think Donald Trump is intelligent enough to utilize that particular language that has that you know it, it, it has a very specific meaning that you know that's that plessy versus ferguson he's, he's dumb enough to use no no, no. but not smart he's enough dumb, to he, come up with no exactly he's yeah. dumb enough to use it but not smart to come up with it i agree with you. we agree on something big all right look at god what are you doing <laughs> look at god boy. but yeah i think someone is you know purposefully inserting this kind of an inflammatory language into his dialogue you, donald trump cannot be this he cannot be this stupid or oh, he cannot be the sinister. Well, I, I don't know which one, but I just don't think this is his language. So as much as you hate Donald Trump, good idea or bad idea? Good idea. I think oh, it's good a idea. good idea. Fantastic idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. I'm, I want to list as soon as possible. If they have a commissioner for overweight lawyers for the Space Force, I'm in it. <laughs> what? I'm what? Guaranteed. I'm sure they have flight doctors. Guaranteed. <laughs> Did he just say overweight lawyers? <laughs> yeah. Overweight lawyers in the space force. That's a very, I mean, that's a very, uh, very, 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 I ain't never seen a skinny win a skinny skinny lawyer win a skinny. <laughs> uh, it, well, no, I, I think it's a I think it's I think it's a good idea and I and I I have so many questions about the logistics, right? I was a government contractor for a long time, so I'm thinking about like government contractors. I'm also thinking about when you think about uh what's my man name with Tesla? Elon Musk, yeah. uh, uh Jeff Bezos, they're doing these things commercially to go to space, right? There's a race to see who's gonna get to Mars first and all that stuff. If you have a government agency that now controls the protection of space, are they going to contract with outside agencies to gain access to technology that the government may not have? Are they going to take that technology? Are they going to try to secure it from other nations getting it? So as the uh, tech guy, do yeah. you think he's doing this too soon or right on time? I, I, I think it's right Wait. on time. I think it's right on time because we're on the cusp. Like We're, we're on the cusp of these private organizations pumping more and more money into going to space, but also, we might be a little late because there is no regulation for it. Like, there are satellite, there are probably thousands of satellites 
circling the globe right now. There are communication satellites. There are satellites taking pictures. There are, you know, GPS. All that stuff is already up there and it's regulated to some extent, but, you know, we have, we have no idea what other countries are doing with that technology. So, you know, you have to, you know, you have to in, in some way think about you have to be protected in that way because there are things with technology that you can do to destabilize a country, destabilize currencies, you know, change the way, uh, you know, the way your cell phone signal is being, is traveling to, where it's traveling to, who's listening to it, who knows where you're going. All that stuff is being tracked anyway, but we have to, you know, we have to be sure that it's in somebody's hands that may or may not be the right person, but it's, well, it's going to happen. So, so here's why I think it's great, and I actually don't think it's far behind. The original concept of NASA was in the Air Force. Our first iteration of space exploration was in the Air Force. It was spun off from the Air Force to form NASA, which is still a quasi-government entity. So we've, we've been involved, the government's been hands-on involved with space exploration since the beginning. Um, and like you said, Chuck, you also have uh, uh, NSA with their satellites. You have a lot of different various spy agencies in space in some form. So really all you're doing is taking what I imagine to be NASA and NASA won't exist the same way anymore. And militarizing it. Or, 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 or not what's militarizing it, but adding a military component. Now, if that's militarizing it, then that's, I guess that's what it is. I just want to adding a component. But I don't think that component, like we're all envisioning spaceships and like traveling without space and lasers. I don't think it would be that. I think it would just be like satellites. And I'm really it's disappointed just, because he didn't call it the Federation. I'm really uh, disappointed. Because when, when I, I can, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I get a chance... I'm going to be the black Captain John Luke Picard. No, you know, he can't call it the Federation yet, though, because there's no Federation. There's no Federation. Well, the Federation Federation of States. Uh Uh Aha. In space. So, uh, you know, you talked about uh, uh, protecting interests. Houston wants to protect its interests. The Lakers want to protect their interests. Ah. Philadelphia wants to protect their interests. Boston wants to protect their interests. I know. And Cleveland wants to protect, protect their interests. They probably want to protect it more than anybody else. What am I talking about? LeBron We're talking James. about who? LeBron James. LBJ. My man has has some decisions to make. The goal. He had. <laughs> let me let me let that ride right now. He has some decisions to make, and is, is rumor has it. That uh, he's been spotted in Houston looking at uh, at some uh, private schools. Rumor also has it he's been spotted in L.A. looking at some schools for uh, for his kids to go to. Who who needs LeBron the most? Who benefits the most from LeBron? And where should LeBron really go? Okay. Three three questions. In order. I mean, whatever whatever your whatever your spirit leads you. Any, anywhere LeBron goes, they benefit, mm. and I think that's an understatement. <laughs> Uh, what was the second one? Who needs him the most? Who needs him the, the most? Probably Cleveland, <laughs> but <laughs> by Cleveland. Uh, and uh, what's the last one? Where should he go? I want my boy to go to Philly. Get out of here. Yeah, I want him to go to Philly. Get the hell out of here. Okay. Yeah. So we're done. Get out of here, Charles. All right, we'll come back to you. Though. Yeah, I agree. You agree yeah. with everything? No. I well, who benefits the most? Anywhere he goes, right? So Cleveland. When he went back to Cleveland, I think the value of that franchise went up by over a billion dollars. So you're when talking he, about financially? Financially. Okay. Just whoever he signs with, that franchise immediately goes up by, you know, some some number, maybe a billion dollars or more. So whoever that owner is is going to definitely feel that. Right? They're going to feel that love. Um, the second thing is wherever he goes, that team is automatically a contender for the title. Mm-hmm. If he's somewhere in the East, he needs to be in the East to automatically get himself to automatically yeah. go to the fight. Yeah. I would if Agreed. I was if I was him, I wouldn't come to the West. I'd Agreed. go to the East and try to try to find a team that can match up and beat the Warriors because the coming to the West, if you come to Houston, you're gonna have to go through I hear people say the Warriors. All the time. I just, if you go to LA, you gotta go through the Warriors. You know, you may you may or may not have enough firepower to beat them, but it, like it doesn't make sense for him to come here. Chris Paul is too old. James Harden has not shown himself to be that type of player. No, he has shown us exactly who he is. Yeah, he's shown us. Like I wouldn't, you know, if I was him, I'd try to. I'd go somewhere in the East and try to find a way to get Kawhi Leonard, who says he doesn't want to be in San Antonio anymore, to team up with me and have a 27-year-old, arguably best two-way player in the game with me, and we ride out 
Because the niggas, they gonna wear the East, wherever he goes to the East. So let's, let's, so let's, let's, let me flip it on you then. Uh, one, I don't follow basketball very well, so uh, I'm just like, yeah, you right right for it. But, under your, under your, your logic, under your fight stance, wouldn't it be better for him to come to the West, go ahead and beat, go ahead and beat, uh, uh, Golden State now, and then coach through the same way Golden State coached through in the finals against the East? Because if he's saying it's it's it's, no, it's hard to get to the finals, knowing no. that that they're there, you but you have to face Golden State no matter what. That's, you're either going to face no. them so, in the finals, or you're going to face them in the. In but the I'd rather face them in the finals. So, no, I don't. But, think but, but if, you, if you go to the East, you don't get the competition. You don't follow. I follow basketball. I follow basketball. I live and breathe basketball, but I'm not. West is hard. And I'm telling you, I think it's a relations argument, and I think it needs to be dispatched with right now. It doesn't matter. LeBron is going to have to go. Through Golden State, whoever's coming out the West, regardless. That's and not you know, his point. No, no, no. no. He, his point was that he needs to stay in the East because it's an easier road to get to the finals. Get to the finals. That is his point. <laughs> and so, you said they're going to have to face exactly. Golden State regardless. Yes. But there's a difference between facing Golden State uh, uh, in the semi in the semi conference round versus in the NBA finals. To a winner, it doesn't because either we're going to win this shit or we're not going to win this shit. It doesn't really matter. Get and there, I think, get there, and I think right. LeBron James, regardless of where he go, I think if he comes to Houston. Actually, I, I, I retract that. If he goes yeah. to Houston, they're not. They're not. Going they're not doing so if he was, I, I, if, he was if he thought that he yeah, he been in the West a long time, there's not a there's not a viable West Coast team that he could come to and as as currently constituted would make them to push them over the top to win anyway. You do realize you do realize that that, that Houston was one quarter away from going to the finals. Yes. They they were they were ten points away so again, from going to the finals. They were one C P three injury from going to the finals. Yes. Like Which is why I yeah. absolutely would have to the West if I was in because that team caught they caught Golden State. No, no one's denied Houston was a great team this year. They caught Golden State playing bad. Because there's there's no way they should have even been that close. And on top of that, no or, you're neglecting the fact okay. that this is not just about LeBron James. It's not an additive process completely, right? LeBron James comes to Houston they have to clear up a lot of cap space. They have to get rid of some integral players. They're going to have to get rid of Capella, likely. That's going to change the I, whole I dynamic of the team. I disagree yes, with it, oh, The only, the only it, thing that they it, really have to not, do is get rid of Ryan Anderson. Once they get rid of Ryan Anderson, that clears up most, if not all, of their issues. You, so you really don't need, you don't <laughs> need Eric Gordon in order to win. You don't need, I mean, the other people are going to take, like, Capella wants to win. He's And he's not, he's not at the level yet where he's a, a center that can create his own shot. He is still a feed me center. Is he developing? Absolutely. Is he getting better year by year? 100%. But he is still not that guy from the center position. What makes him great right now, what makes him that moneymaker right now, is because LeBron, I mean, not LeBron, because James Harden, and to a lesser degree, uh, CB3, have fed him so much on the offensive side, and he shows his tenacity on the defensive side. So he's not there yet. He's going to take less. Then you've got your other boys, Luke Mbamute. Uh, what's the other uh, the, the other one? Uh, the, uh, the defensive. Oh, this is turning to the Houston homer. <laughs> he tried to come up with every scenario <laughs> no, no, no. in the world. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, come to Houston, bro, give it up. I think that Houston or Philadelphia, to answer the question, Houston or Philadelphia actually benefit the most from LeBron coming. Because they are to me the closest. Boston. I was just. I think. I think. I think that they're. I think Boston is below Philly, and I think Boston is below. If LeBron goes to Boston, listen, it's. It's a wrap. They have the problem. It's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. And really, any one of those three, but I really think Houston. It's definite. Man, I think I don't think any sports commentator who knows anything I'm gonna say, about basketball. I'm from Houston. I'm just going to say, your man James Harden. I'm not, saying, he, I'm not saying he's no, not. Your man James Harden going to hey, fuck out. Hey, I was telling that the whole playoffs. But you don't need him to have heart when you got both yeah, LeBron you know. and CP3. Because he's true. They had a chance. CP3 wasn't on the floor. In the finals. Harden is. Harden is. We thought he was. And there's no, there's no question about that. Harden, $200 million trash. I, I'm not about to sit up here and argue for Harden's uh, heart. I'm not about to sit up here and argue about the tenacity of Harden. Harden is a stupendous offensive player. Stupendous. And, and, an average <laughs> defensive player. And he is by far one of the best individual players that the game has seen. That has nothing to do with winning a championship at that level. And he's not the one to lead. He will lead them as a team in scoring, but he will not lead them when it comes to the heart of the game. And I think LeBron 
and or CP3 do that? I think I think I I, I want to borrow a phrase from Max Kellerman. The best way I can describe James Harden, and I agree with you, he's one of the pro, most prolific scorers. And my opinion of how he scores is very controversial, so I saved it for another time. But I think he is a weapon to be deployed offensively, and that's where you get your bang for your buck with James Harden. When it comes down to the clutch, when it comes down to him making you know key defensive stops and stuff, you cannot depend on this guy. And that's been seen for the last four to five seasons consecutively. Well, you know, we're talking about cats who make millions and millions of dollars. I want to talk about cats who make billions and billions of dollars. And of course, of course, things go down when it's a billion dollars on the elevator. We're talking about this new and improved, arguably, Jay-Z, along with his bae, B. They just came out with a new album. Let me just stop you right there. Let's just rewind that. We're talking about Beyonce. <laughs> we ain't talking about oh, we ain't talking about oh, J. You killing them. You killing them, Smalls. You killing them. We're talking about Beyonce and that dude she with. She <laughs> that one guy. You talking about my that one guy? My favorite rapper in the game. I think he's the Hands best down. to ever do it. But listen, he has gone into the, into the wife, field of, of his wife, the biggest star in the world. There is nobody else. There is nobody else other than her husband who you would let headline a show with Beyonce. Who else? Who else would you be like, yo, I'm going to see Beyonce and... I would say Bruno. Oh, 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 yeah. He was open. Bruno's cold. I agree with guy. Yeah, I so, are you one enough? <laughs> let, 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 let me just say this. When Bruno, when Bruno Mars came to Houston, where did he play? I don't know where. Uh, the Toyota That's a trick question. He played at the Toyota Center. Yeah, where the Rockets play. Beyonce's son, not Beyonce plays in the football. That doesn't mean that he still couldn't couldn't do it if he wanted to. I mean, he's not his fan base. There is nobody who is as big as her. She is the ticket. She is the draw. So somebody else can come and open for her. It doesn't even make financial sense for her to have somebody else on tour with her. Hope definitely she can let people open. Now, Hope, Hope, Hope is my guy. Hope is my guy, but he gets the biggest You think he, he had the, the biggest come up? Hope had the biggest Absolutely. come up with that marriage, man. I got to tell you. And Hope is, I, I echo the sentiment of my guy. That's the GOAT. So, yeah. so one interesting thing, interesting thing about this particular album that uh, that caught my attention is Jay-Z changing his rap style to fit new age rap. You know, the new the new staccato type of hundred, the hundred, the hundred, the hundred, the hundred, this new syncopation of rap. Yeah. It's interesting to me, um, the evolution of originators into the current culture. Do they do themselves a disservice by by evolving with, or should they keep that nostalgic piece of them that that is who they are? No, I, I think he's always done that. Jay's he's always, always what? He's always changed his style. Has he? He's always changed his flows. He's always changed his beat selection, his, the people that he, you know, even going back to Life and Time Volume 3, right? Life and Time Volume 3 was right in the heart of right after Snap Music, right after the South started taking over. And the first thing he does is go and get Pimp C and Bun B and make Big Pimpin'. Well, he went and got, you know, as, as Atlanta was taking over, you always saw Jay-Z go out and reach out. But West he went, Coast he went reached but he out was, to people. But, but I'm talking like his own his, style didn't but really even, change. Even his, even He's his always had that, oh, you know what I'm saying? Even even all his, that bullshit. No, but yeah, even I his style. you got a Jay-Z right? man, bro. Because you don't understand that you heard, you heard Jay and Sauce talking about coming down. Right, even though his woman from Houston, that ain't New York slang. That's H Town slang. He would go. Yeah. I mean, if you if you like really, and I've done deep. Like he's my favorite rapper, so I listen to the, his progression. He's always done little tweaks to keep himself current. That's why he like number one after number one after number one. His content is always Jay, but he'll always go get just the right producer, Not just lie, the right feel, just the right person to, feel, to go with him. I feel a little bit um. Cheated when I hear some of these cats come out doing new stuff like because that's but his, not, his that's not might have changed, but his content hasn't changed. Well, the right? content, may not, but, but the but the flow stuff. is what we loved about. Like for instance, um, when Usher came out and he started getting into his little pop phase and stuff, and the the kiss, what is it called? The, I'm about kissing girls, or whatever it was. I, I forget what song it was, but good it had a, yeah, yeah, I'm because I'm a good kiss and all. It had like it it wasn't the Usher that I knew. It took me like two months to really start feeling this. Now, eventually, you do. There's something to be said. There's something to be said about old bitter. Go with what you know. It's a quote being an artist. It's a quote by favorite rapper, Beyonce's husband. Nigga, with my old shit, buy my old album. 
Like, yo, you can't you can't sit still right. because then you just like you you're stagnant. Like his his style is still. I think it's the, the dopest thing in the world for your so, style. So you're gonna be cool with him mumble rapping. He's not mumble rapping. I'm saying, saying. If, he, if he does, even he if he starts mumble, mumble rapping, he's done that. But his content is still Jake. Like this this man's giving you like so many jewels on this album that you like yo. Even even if he's coming with the the mumble rap style. He's still giving you that classic J material where you like, let me listen to that again. I agree with you fifty like, percent. Yes, oh, yeah. oh, because I agree with you that Hov is my favorite rapper. I believe that he always drops jewels. Lyrically, you can't see JV. I mean, that man is the, the paragon of lyricism. Like right? you can't what? you can't yes he is. You think he's the top of all lyricists? I mean, no, when you not just people who can put words together in a you know in a certain way and make it sound I said lyricist. No, I don't know. Listen, I'm talking about the content though. The, the substance of what he says. You're not, you're not a Jay Z fan. Let me tell you something. Jay Z's gonna have just because I'm, I'm not. First of all, I'm not an anti Jay Z, but, but I also you, don't think of Jay Z. You don't know enough about Jay Z to critique lyricism. him. So this is what I'm uh, telling. Okay. Let, let me educate you. Please, please do. There will be courses at USC and right. Berkeley. Uh-huh. There will be courses at Harvard uh-huh. where they study Jay Z's lyrics. Twenty years uh-huh. now, I okay. guarantee it. Okay. I, I, I can't wait to see you. Are there courses right now where they study Tupac? Yeah, at Harvard. Yeah, but. And again, this is what we're talking about, people that really like a deep dive into the music. The man is in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. They just don't do that. So yeah, so, they so don't both, just do so that based on not in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. No, it's only him and another rapper. They are not in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. They are not. We're talking about people like Diane Warren and Bob Dylan. Like, if you if you go and look at the lyrics and the way he breaks stuff down, he's different now. Facebook, I want y'all, this is a good one for us to, uh, to we're going to bring this one back up because we need to actually do some uh, some research and writing on this one. I want y'all to let us know who your top five lyricists are. Top five lyricists. We'll bring this one back next week. But I do want to since we're on the vein of rap, you got this cat and, uh, and Charles, <laughs> Charles, Charles, Charles actually had to, had to, to help me pronounce this. XXX Tension. 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 Was killed. When was he killed? Like today, yesterday, today, today. today, and it was it was actually on Instagram. Like his his body was on Instagram. Like the whole the whole shebang was on Instagram. I already have a problem with that. I mean, yeah. come on. At some point, we just you know where we live in now. It is, and it's 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 Very bothersome. Voyeuristic society. Um, we have limited but, uh, 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 but our world has a change. I mean, because the medium of of showing death and violence has progressed to um, online. We've always been voyeuristic. We had hangings at churches. What the, the origin of a picnic is picnic, picnic, picnic. picnic. I'm, I'm with it. Uh, uh, so we have, we have that. We have uh, Romans <laughs> killing people. In the, I mean, we've always been very poor society. But we've had smatterings of it throughout. No, no, no. no, 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 no. We've always been a war with society coming killing. It's just now the meeting is true. They used to have public hangings. Yeah, I get that. You think that this society is... You think previous like generations were more open about airing out dirty laundry than we have been? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't think I don't think we've changed. I, mean, I don't think this, this isn't a new concept. Yo, so you know, the, so the only difference between now and then is the expediency with which so, if man, I got southern grandparents, man, you don't find that you got a dog on uncle tell you that they died and he's fifty. The only difference is the expediency old. with which information is given. I think that's a big difference. I'm not in argument. The difference is during those other times, even even if you go. If we don't go back too historically, right, there used to be a video. You guys remember there was a video called Faces of Death? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That show people yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit was the difference is it was the people who chose to go and view those things. If you chose to go to a public hanging, if you chose to look at that video and that was your particular kink or your voyeurism, you could do that. Now, it's just broadcasted and you could be scrolling through your timeline looking for jokes, looking for me, whatever, and you see somebody's dead body and I think that's the thing that like I don't want to see that but if I you never were, if you were walking past the courtyard in, in, in uh, Renaissance France and, and oh there's a hanging going there's a guillotine being set out for somebody's beheading it's no difference 
If I'm walking down the courtyard versus the if, there's a big difference. The only difference is the media. Walk outside your church, you can see the hanging. You can see the hanging. It's the media, which is being delivered. But that's important, though, because it's not only different in kind, it's different in scope. Like, how much you see of it now, we're inundated with it now. We can't even extricate ourselves from it. It's different. Don't get on Facebook. It's very difficult to do that, what I'm saying. It's not. People do it all the time. Listen, people who decided to be on Facebook for other reasons and look at gory images, run into gory images. You can't, you can't avoid it. seen it. I haven't seen it. I've, I've, seen I've it. heard about it. So we have one out of seven people in this room that have seen it. Although we all have access to Instagram, we all know it exists. We haven't seen it. We chose not to. I'm not on Instagram, so I probably wouldn't see the it. The only reason I some of y'all are and, and have access to probably the same uh, connections that would have aired on your on your Instagram feed. Well, I... I didn't. I didn't see it because once I saw people were posted it, I chose like you said. Oh, so you you had a choice to do it. Wait, that's not yeah. always not. But true. there's been times where I've been scrolling through and seen something that I was like, "Yo, why did you?" Like I've had to be like, "Yo, let me block this person." Yeah, I've seen, I've me, seen some people on, on Facebook showing their their new profile pictures. Why did I have to see that ugly ass picture? Yeah, but you, too I late. had to be. I had to be forced to look at some ugly people on Facebook. I mean, it'd be like that. So I, I, just, I, I can't believe y'all think it's the same. I think it's totally the same, but go ahead. But, he, but the question was, you, you, Charles made a, you were irritated by something, not necessarily his death, but there was something about his death that bothered you. Why don't you go ahead and, and uh, expound on Well, I, I wasn't irritated by it. It was it was something that just came up. And so the young man had, had some things in his past where he uh, had beat his girlfriend to the point that He'd broken two bones in her face. She currently needs... And this is XXX. Yeah, the, okay. the young man that passed away. He had beat his girlfriend. Uh, he was uh, accused of, and I think convicted of rape. Uh, he had a lot of very bad things in his past um, to where, like I said, his girlfriend needs orbital surgery not to save her eye, like she had been beaten. And on most social media platforms, you had people that were saying... You know, even though he's popular, he's very popular with young kids and he had music that they like. People were saying he didn't deserve to be on magazine covers. He didn't deserve to have shows because of these things he'd done. They didn't want to support his music. And when he passed away today, there was a faction of people that were saying, well, you're a hypocrite if you're saying uh, rest in peace or if you're sad because yesterday you were saying he was a piece of crap and he deserved what he got. And his whole aura, everything about him, he, he actually had a tweet where he told somebody, next time you next time you do it, next next time you come at me, make sure you kill me so I can't talk shit. Right? That was that was him saying that. So people were saying that was his energy. He lived, he died the way he lived, which was bringing that energy of I'll fight you, I'll beat you, I'll kill so you. So it's hypocritical for people to say on one hand you're a trash human being, and then once he passes away. R.I.P. I disagree with that. I disagree with that completely. No, I, mean, I don't. I, yeah, I'm not saying whether or not it was white. I'm saying that was that was the yeah. People were saying if you had that energy for him yesterday, then either say either say nothing or don't send out your condolences talking about you know how. And I think it's sad when anybody's life is lost because you know there could be you know something could have happened where he could have changed his life. He could have done some positive things. Who knows what could happen? But there were people saying. If you live, if, if you're out there in the streets and that's the way you live and that's the energy you bring. Damon, what's, what's your take on that? No, I think that's dumb. I mean, you can pay your respects to a deceased person and still not uh, honor what they did in life to make them not an honorable person. Uh, plenty of people, we all sins. Everybody sins. And, and I'm not saying... Um, but what we're, you say pay your respects. What respect should be given? The fact that they, they, they're respecting the I, I am sorry. Well, maybe they don't want him to rest in peace. Maybe they want so, him to rest in burning so, him. So you can pay their respect also, but don't get mad at me because well, I want you and, to and rest in peace with your soul. Let's, that's the let's, whole also, point let's also remember we're talking about this social media age where every, everything is thoughts and prayers. We're talking about people sending out condolences to somebody they had no association with. Like, you, you, there's just some kids you saw on the internet. Yesterday you didn't know who you didn't know how to pronounce his name. You didn't know what songs he had. Yesterday, oh, but, today. but he got but he got killed, and then you were saying no dead rappers get better. Still sorry, he's a dead. I, 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 I mean, I am too, but I'm saying that's the argument that people are making. I get it. And I think that's a pathetic argument. I mean, you still can be sorry somebody's dead without saying without forgiving that past transgressions. And you're not saying whatever he did in the past is over, done, fucking, we're moving on. But you can still say, man, rest in peace. That sucks. You did. You didn't get a chance to get redemption from this woman you hurt badly. 
you didn't get a chance to get redemption from this other woman. Maybe I, maybe this is the Aquarius to me, but I really don't care if you don't get that. You had a choice before you beat the Aquarius on his ass. You know, well, maybe you're a different type of Aquarius. Maybe, maybe you're, you're a gentle Aquarius. Maybe that warrants a deafness? No, that's not what I said at all. What I said, what, I, what, I, what I was saying was, I have no, I have no sympathy nor do I have any empathy for the fact that you that you are dead now, given the fact that you were just recently the dredges of society. Whatever, whatever it was, if, if well, you were a pedophile, whatever, whatever the case wow. may be. And the other, the so, other thing, know, the I other, can't feel sorry for you. Oh man, that you were gone too soon. No, you were gone pretty early. Well, the other oh, thing people were saying, Brennan, was that people judgment. were people were wishing condolences who had never spoken on him before. Right, they had never spoken on him before, and they had never sent any wishes out to the woman. That he beat, and they were mm. saying, "You don't care. That's you don't issue. care about no. victims. That's, 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 that's even more pathetic because there's a difference between someone you assaulted who can live to heal and to rebuild their life and go on and go past and, and grow, right. and someone whose life gets snuffed out. Snuffed out. That's that's a complete difference. I think that we are too radical in this country, man. We take we take sides that, and it doesn't. Did really, you just say we're too radical? <laughs> I'm the opposite of radical. Did you, <laughs> <laughs> sir? You just. You can't possibly sit up here. As as the the the, the antithesis of a neo Nazi, aren't aren't you like radical Rod on Twitter? Stop. <laughs> but I, I think I think there's something to be said for that because there's a lot of I think a lot of things happen now on social media. People people comment on things that they really don't care about in order to be part. There's a group think thing that's yeah. coming on like, oh man, so and so passed away. RIP. Like you know, you ain't listening to no music. You don't know his name. You didn't care about, but you want to be part of the. Oh, man, you want to be part of the conversation. So one, one good point you bring up with that is is the, the group think mentality because we, especially in this social media society, we jump on anybody's bandwagon that sounds like it's the it's the good thing to do. You have all I get irritated when I see uh, all these people with those uh, those Paris flags on their uh, their I, I, Facebook I, I, profiles, but not once did I see a Nigerian flag, a, a Ugandan flag, a Rwandan flag, uh, a, any, anywhere that actually had relevance to you specifically. You don't see any of that, but you know, oh, it's it's the it's the cool thing, it's the it's the popular thing to do. To, to put up the Paris flag or to put up this particular rights organization when shit that actually matters to you, you aren't sitting out here advocating. Not once about that, have I ever heard you talk about going out to vote? You know what I'm saying? Not once have I ever heard you talk about the importance of jury duty, but you sit up here and make all the blah, 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 blah because everybody else is doing it because it's a cool thing to do. I, and I think that we don't actually, we are so um, uh, superficial in our caring. We fake care about way too much in today's social media driven society. Yeah. We fake care about the stuff that people tell us to fake care about. And then we then we have the nerve to argue it down and be the champion for it as if we knew anything about it to begin with. Well I think it's also there a lot of it is overwhelming. Like there is there is a I think an avoidance by people to just say, I don't know. Yeah. Right? People yeah. hate to sound ignorant. You know what? Everybody's talking about this. You know what? I, I, segment on I just don't know. Because when you say you don't know basketball, I tell you to shut up and you talk about it. Yeah, you, but, but you should just shut up. Shutting up is absolutely free. Facebook, one more thing we want y'all to do on this one. I want y'all to make a list of of issues. Well, five issues. What was the last one? Okay, so we'll continue with the fives. Five issues that you would want to see if Americans really know about. We're going to go on the street and ask people if they know about those issues. We'll pick the, some of the some of the, the the majority issues that you bring up for us, and we'll go on the street, record it, and see what they have to say about this it. This is different than the Jimmy Kimmel bit with that. It sounds an awful lot like. Uh, but it's really the same. <laughs> <laughs> but who cares? Who did it best? So far. Well, he's only he's only he's, he's, he's done it. Yeah. So, so but 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 we were doing it, it would be awesome. Damn it, I believe in us. I believe in us also. That's so I don't I don't feel like you believe in us the same way I believe in us. Charles, do you believe in us? Absolutely. I put see, see, my, I put see the conviction within that man's face. He would even listen. I put it on Facebook. I <laughs> I'm multitasking. Don't worry about me. He worry can about read, man. man. man I worry about all y'all, including Radical Rod over there. I can't believe he said he's next topic. I'm, I'm I the least very I'm really least predictable. I need to find out how much time really we have. Do we have enough time to go into anything else? We got oh, we got a whole ten minutes worth of talk. Shit, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, you know, since we're on music, uh, I feel like we, we caught caught this vibe. We got a uh, what's his name? 
Takashi six, six nine. Is it sixty nine or six nine? Yeah, six, six nine. nine. Six, six nine. Six nine. Six nine. Okay, I'm too young for that. Man. I really don't care about these games. I like the music. Uh, the music I, was actually listened to it today. It was it was quite so trash. Uh, Takashi <laughs> trash. Put it on yes. when you go to the gym. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, let me put this eloquently. It would garbage. Put it on when you go to the gym. Yeah, it was it's French English. Patois. So pardon my patois, but he was garbage. So. First of all, this is a this is a he's not even black. Is, is does he have any black in him? Because I was looking at him. How would I know? I was trying to. Well, you don't want to talk about. Do you know? Not to know? Do you know what these guys? I don't even know how much black I have. I don't know. He actually knows. That's why he said Nigeria first. He oh. went back to the I think he is. I, I think he is of Hispanic descent. Hispanic descent. So one interesting as I was listening to some of his music today, uh, yeah, he used nigga, nigga, nigga a lot in his uh, in his uh, vernacular. Um, Cultural appropriation and music. Do we care? Should we care? Is it good or is it bad? I care. But you know, we're the one that's relinquishing our creative control. We're the one that's not, you know, asserting our agency and, you know, taking advantage of our stop, own art. Stop, so, stop real quick. You say we're the ones relinquishing our creative control. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Do we ever have creative control? Yes, we had creative control. We create, when you create something, other, other, there was no market for rap when we created rap or other forms of expression. We, 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 we invented it. Uh, people saw value in it. They took it, they, they monetized it, and then they took it from our, from our, from our hands. At some point, you have to take some kind of accountability for that. I'm not saying to what degree. I'm not saying to what degree, but you know, you have to accept some kind of responsibility for that. But, but tell me, how can you do that? How, how can we, uh, back to your, your rap hypothetical, mm -hmm. how could they have taken it and, and owned it and kept it for themselves and for no other? So you have you you have examples of, of, of black artists who have you know have become moguls for lack for lack of a better word. Of course, they're not completely vertically integrated in how they you know push out their music. They're not. They're not distributing. They may not be doing everything, but so so are a lot of white artists. So what, what I'm saying is, there's degrees to how much you can control your craft. You know, Puffy Combs and and even Jay Z, uh, they, those guys are some guys who have uh, you know exemplified but that model. How could they have monopolized rap to the exclusion of every other culture? I didn't say necessarily to be to exclusion, because there are other cultures who have created things that they haven't made exclusive to us. I don't believe in that. I'm not a I'm not a counter racist. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe in that. But because what I'm saying is that very to a much to a much more, to a much greater extent, we have relinquished a lot of our creative control and 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 the the, the, the rewards from that. Yeah, I just don't I'm think we had control in the first place. Creative control is yeah, problematic. We, That's why I asked you your definition of it. Because when I think of creative control, I think of we of a, of a group of people or a person or a group of people who actually um, have the ability to set the standards, mm -hmm. who make the payments, who receive the payments, who 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 actually set what's going to be the standard for the day. We've never. Uh, really had that. There's always been Sony parent company, the white boys up top, who have always had the creative control for us and who decided who was going to do what Absolutely. and when they were going to do But let me it. ask you the question. Now that we know the game, we have the agency, we have the means, right? Why are we not doing it well, now? I'm not disagreeing so, with you on so, that. So, you so, say so, we've so, always had creative The historical control. point is moot. The historical point is moot because now we know what it is and we still allow these people to, to appropriate or expropriate our art. We're but, still doing it. But they're not appropriate. But you, made, but you, you made that point. Allowed. You, can't, you can't stop somebody from creating. No, yeah. no, no. So we're just talking about, you know, the... What are we talking about specifically? Because I'm talking about... I think I'm talking about something separate. Yeah, we're talking so. about music, cultural appropriation. Or cultural appropriation, but more well, specifically... Let's, 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 let's get specific, though, because you brought up this, this kid, right? Yeah. What does cultural appropriation have to do with that kid's music? So some would argue... He doesn't look like... Your average rapper. So some would argue he doesn't that, rap like your average rapper. Well, he his raps music like doesn't. His music doesn't sound like your average rapper. I mean, he says nigga. He kind of a mix of Onyx and Pot. Eh. Yeah. Oh, was that Lincoln Park? Eh. Was that he kind of, he kind of, he kind of got that vibe. Lincoln there's Park. There's a there's a rock. Yeah, there's a rockish vibe to it. Yeah, Parkish. But okay, so Takashi, Eminem, Iggy. Uh, all these people, these non-black people, they they are they are for all intents and purposes. Bruno Mars, uh, not Bruno. Yeah, we all, uh, we all love Bruno, so he gets a pass. No, Bruno, Bruno is black man. Oh, he's, he's not black. Bruno is Puerto Rican. He's a black man who speaks yeah, Spanish. But I think, I think, the water. That is what he is. I don't put Eminem in that category. But but so so then I mean so cultural cultural appropriation. What is it for you then? Because if you don't put Eminem in that, you have to at some point 
acknowledge that Kobe. either A, rap is meant for everybody. It should be. Or B, rap is something for us that has been taken no, from cultural, us by others. Cultural appropriation mm-hmm. to me means that somebody takes something from our culture or any culture. I don't want to make it specific to black. It may be Hispanic, Indian, right. whatever. Taking something from the culture and acting like you created it. Not giving, not paying homage to this is this is what like Bruno Mars does every time you see. So there's a difference between not not taking credit and paying homage. There's right. a difference because Iggy Azalea never says she created some shit, but she doesn't. She certainly doesn't. Right. Go she, back does and say, show, she doesn't show. She doesn't homage. show. So is, is it both? She doesn't show any. Want? She doesn't show any respect not only to the originators of her craft, but to the people. Where that crap comes from, but she doesn't front like she's black. She I didn't say, say she did. So does she? What I'm, what I'm saying is, people, when people, when we talk about cultural appropriation, what I say is, it's like, it's like the Kardashians wearing cornrows and getting in Elle magazine and them acting like they just came up with so it one day, or somebody, somebody doing rapping and just being like, oh, this is this is just what I do. No, it came from somewhere. You got to give it up for where it came from. Now you might take it to a different place. Nobody can look at Eminem and be like, "Oh, he's just copying somebody black." So he's a uniquely a uniquely great artist on his own, but he always gives up homage, respect to the people that he collaborates with, no matter what if they're from the culture and where it came from. So I think that's the difference when I look at people and say, "Those those are the people that we say we don't rock with, right?" That's well, that's I, how you get the Eminem and the people like that. I don't disagree with your what you define as cultural appropriation. However. There is a there is a large group of the population, at least within the black population, that would say simply by virtue of you undertaking something that we hold dear, rap, R and B, whatever they would say, Robin Thicke, culturally appropriating something because by virtue of being being something that we have we 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 hold as our own, and having somebody else come in and do it. For good or bad, it's still cultural appropriation. Art is for yeah. everyone, and I agree yeah. with Chuck's definition, and I will also add to that definition that if you dispossess the people who created it from a means of profiting or benefiting from that art form as well, I think is I think that's the distinction between cultural appropriation and just right. cultural yeah. possession. You see somebody like Bruno Mars, he's collaborated with black artists. He's he's putting people that don't know about those black artists up on game saying, hey, I learned this from Teddy Riley. Now, if you're a young... Uh, kid who doesn't know anything about New Jack Swing, and you hear your favorite artist say Teddy Riley, you may then go, "Well, let me go see where this is from." So it's interesting that you say that, though, because do you, by virtue of a black person being black, do they not have to have that same um, responsibility and appreciate? Because you're, you're you're saying that that these non-blacks have to be responsible for knowing from whence their their craft came. Just all young, young anybody, <laughs> little anybody. I can guarantee you these cats don't know from Adam uh, the history of their rap. Well, we don't rock with them either. The young, the young, but, uh, the I young mean, rappers, so they, they, they are just as, right they're just as fraudulent. <laughs> the rappers that get you see, on You're saying two different things. No, you're no, saying no, they're, fraudulent. Fraudulent. they're just as fraudulent. Just you're fraudulent saying that there's a birthright. Because the people that get on and be like, well, I don't listen. I ain't never heard of Biggie and Tupac. Because I agree with you that they're just as fraudulent. Hold on, no, no, hold on. Fraudulent, maybe, but is that a culture? Because it's their culture. So you're mixing terminology. So I just, I didn't say they're black. There's nothing mixing about that. So then, if can somebody black cross genre to a different form of music, like let's say country, would that be cultural appropriation? When you have, or what's his face? Don't get it twisted. Don't let them make you think they created country music. Don't let them make you think they created country music. We don't know how to bachata, so go ahead and say Tejano. I can't think of a boy. Who came with bachata? Purple Haze. We don't want to get too deep, but even that, if you talk about rock and roll and Jimi Hendrix, take your... Go back to Chuck, Chuck Berry, Berry. Black and Big Mama Thornton, because rock and roll was created. So we by should just we should really, say black black <laughs> we should really just say <laughs> black people made music. So no matter what the hell you do, you are appropriating so it's, our it's, shit. It's, it's, it's what we do. It's it's we we make beats. But but the, but the Chuck Berry rock and roll and the Jimmy Hendrix rock and roll aren't the same. Now his version of rock and roll is slightly different. Does that matter if there's a different iteration or no, a different? 
But no, everything, so, 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 everything transmutes, so, right? So if the music evolves to something that's different, a good point, man. and you you and you play on the evolution, do you still and not you can't take credit for everything? No, you can't. I'm not that guy, man. I'm not that. You know, you've never had those hoteps. I don't know which guy you're talking. Those hoteps who tell you, oh, my brother, didn't you know that the primordial PlayStation was found in Egypt? But you play that guy so well, right? Like I'm saying, like, I'm not that guy. White people create great things. Other cultures create great things. Yeah. I'm just defining it as I want to define. But, but, but what he's what he's saying is what he's saying is valid though. At some point, like some two things diverge so much that they become separate entities. Right. And at some point, you have to say, you know what? I created this. <laughs> yeah, but it may have started here, but I created <laughs> but this. He just picked the wrong person because Jimi Hendrix didn't come oh, up. Fair, he didn't come fair. up he, under white he, guitar. He made, but his but his point is still Correct. a valid he, point. He came up under he came <laughs> up under the Isley Brothers. He's a he came up under one of the greatest black guitarists. Oh, I think time. someone said Darius Rucker was the name. Okay. Darius Rucker, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, Hootie and the Bluefish. Well, anyway, that's a like South Carolina you. cat, matter of fact. Um, you know, it's, it's been good. It's been real. It's been time to go for probably five minutes now. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Facebook, y'all, y'all have your uh, your uh, your marching orders. Go ahead and get us your top five, what did it say, top five uh, lyricists uh, and also your top five issues uh, uh Pop, uh, current event issues that you think Americans should know, and we'll go on the street and figure out if people really know about those things. Like us on Facebook. There you go. Instagram. There you go. All your social media, the Intelligence go. Podcast. There you go. Make sure you check out our website. Say no more, fam. Say no more. <laughs> so, uh, it's been great having y'all with us. We'll see you next time. Okay. Peace.